0: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
1: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. Welcome to the Battlefield Show, I am Scott Gibson, your Commander-in-Chief, guiding you through the battlefield of life. You know what you're here for, no more messing about, stick the tape in, hit the track, onwards! episode 19 of Dutch battlefield show welcome back dear listener now 18 to 19 it's been a fucking while eh? Yeah? couple of weeks now what two weeks your old dad's kept you waiting but let's no let's no pretend that it's all been fucking playing sailing happy days old casa gibson right because it's been a stressful fucking two weeks um first off straight off the bat let me just say a massive heartfelt thank you to everybody who came along to the classic grand on saturday night just gone for what was the first run out of um uh what will be the new show there will be the new touring show for for 2021 and every every year um when i when i start to to put together some new stuff i get so fucking nervous. the 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 truth is i don't i don't really i don't really write a lot which may be apparent in my comedy but i don't sit and i don't sit at a desk you know with a of paper and write stuff out um any writing I, I i do tends to be bullet points because i i, I write on stage i write on stage and I feel that that's the best place, and that's the place that works for me, and it's different for a lot of people, I know uh, some, some good mates who are, are good comics, and they are so heavily scripted, you would not, ev- everything to the movement of their feet, hand placement, everything is rehearsed, scripted, tailored, for each specific joke routine whatever it is and there's nothing wrong with that that doesn't that doesn't make their style more valid over over mine it doesn't make me a better comic over them it's just the fact that everybody is completely different and i know that i know that people will say things like that um and sometimes people may go what i mean how different can you know how many different styles can be you are amazed at how different comics are as to their approach as to their, their prep so I, I write nothing practically nothing um, and what that affects is my fucking stress levels and my anxiety is beyond a manageable level for the the week um that leads up to the show um so this year probably more so than ever just because once again we have fucked ourselves with just doing too much at once we've moved house we've fucking sorted out the old house we've been on a holiday the holiday was stressful or we panicking about the fucking corona bullshit and on top of that i obviously was coming back to do a show um so that was in my mind and I, and i I couldn't really, I couldn't really relax. Um, so, literally, we could not have, have of, to a a worst two week preparation for doing that show if I fucking tried. So, I I was happy. I wouldn't say I was delighted, but I was happy with how the show went on Saturday, and there feels as though there is enough. Um, There is enough light at the end of the tunnel, if you want to say that. There's enough movement in my head that I think I can knock this into shape. Um, Since Saturday, I've had a a rethink of a few things from Saturday night. And I think I'm going to approach some of the subjects a little bit differently, but i have already had a few ideas um, of another another bit another small section of material to go in um so yes but huge thank you to everybody who came out um the classic grand is one of those venues where i i know them very well because that is where we do now the the hashtag show the other podcast i'm involved in which which is coming back um i've had a lot of people mess me I, i i don't i i wish that listeners of the hashtag show could just see the fucking renovation work that mal is dating says he's, he's do you know what he'd probably give himself less work if he just bought a field and built the fucking house he so i understand that it's been quite a time since the podcast has been out but remember you know we do live nearly two years apart from each other now and Mal has going through a fucking massive bit of what we knew her, so it is coming back. Do not worry. Um, but yeah, the classic grand man. The, the staff. The staff are just amazing. It is someone who is very lucky that I. Um, I think I've always wanted to be a touring comic in the sense that every year I go on tour. Obviously, fucking touring comic. Um, I've never wanted to be a, a club comedian because. Growing up in, in Glasgow in Scotland, we don't have comedy clubs. Like I know and I know some of you will be going, but there's the stand and there's the gilded Balloon. You compare that to England where every major city, you know, will have at least one established club. They may have two, they may have three. We don't have a comedy circuit in Scotland. So when I was you know, working out in my head what I wanted to do and realising that, you know, comedy was was the thing and I wanted to be a comedian. I never thought that there was a club circuit that you could tour on, you know, or you could work on, sorry, and make money, so my idea of, you know, being a comedian, being a successful comic or having a successful career has always been touring, and as I work harder and harder towards that, and the, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is promotion and getting your name out there, you know, because there's nothing to do with um, it's nothing to do with the talent or the content um, I know and I'm not I say this with, with honesty and without you know being funny at all I'm one of the best comics in the country um, fact so now it's just about trying to build a profile which is frustrating because now I'm in a time in the industry certainly where you know talent and um, is not what is required um it is about you know contacts and a whole lot of other stuff i'm not gonna get here because i'll just get myself fucking pissed off and i'm in a good mood today but back to the classic grand beautiful venue man very old i like it right i like it it's it's got history it's not all sparkly clean and modern There's history to it, and I I like it. It's a live performance space. It's a room that's designed for performance. The staff are incredible, as always, man. Uh, Shout-out to Gary, who runs it, but his staff, man, his team that he's got there, they're they're just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well looked after, as always. Couldn't have been any nicer. And um, when I compare it to the venue that I'd been in last March, um, I was concerned about moving um, but everything was just taken away by just how well you were treated and how well you were looked after so again thank you to everybody who came out on Saturday um, you you helped me and I hope that you had a good night, I hope you enjoyed it um, we, we did a tight two hours and if I'm honest if we had the time uh, we could have done another hour but you know they had to get a greek fucking dance troupe in or whoever the fuck was coming in after us but thank you very much to everyone who came um and yes stay tuned man i am currently working at the moment on building tour dates and putting together a nice tour for 2021 which is odd considering that first of all i'm still on tour at the moment with the current show uh, white noise, uh, and it's strange to think that you're putting dates in the diary for a year down the line when you know everything's not really in shape. I suppose there's something quite exciting about that as well. So yeah, thank you to everybody who came out. And um, the best way to obviously stay in touch with these things and, and keep an eye on what's happening is, is the mailing list and the website, uh, following the social medias. Um, and yes, sorry, I'm just reading a fucking message. Here i don't know why i do that they talk about fucking men and women but honestly god I, I, a man's mind is brutal i'm mid-conversation with her and a message comes in and I, and I think that i can read a message on my phone and talk at the same time and i can't my fucking whole mind just completely shuts down so i apologize the phone's gonna get it to fuck I, I, you're back you've got my full attention so fuck every cunt but um yes thank you to everyone who came out um on saturday good night we'll get this bastard into shape. And, uh, we'll get it to the fucking fringe, and then we'll get it on the road. So, get on the website, sign up to the mailing list, get on the socials, all that fucking shite. And, uh check out the dates that are coming up. Now, if you've got anybody who's never seen me before, right? Any friends or family who've never seen me, fucking send them my way, man. Right? Send them my way. Let's fucking sell some tickets on this bastard tour. Um, next month, April, we've got three tour dates. April 4th, Borthwell uh, Cricket Club. was well, actually Uddingston Cricket Club. So it's Uddingston Cricket and Sports Club. That's going to be a great night, man. Um, I do a night every year in, in Bothwell, the Scarecrow Festival. And that sells out every single year, man. Um, now, the Uddingston Cricket Club, it's only 100 seats. In fact, I think it might only be 90 seats that I can squeeze in it. Um, it's a beautiful wee room. So tickets for that are shifting, man. So if you know anybody in Eddingston or, or run about that area, or you come to the Scarecrow Festival and you want to see your old dad do uh, a full night rather than MC him, get in the website and get your tickets. April 4th for that. April 5th, back at Calairn Village Hall. I went there on an off chance two years ago um, and one of the best nights ever. Again, there's a there's a real... Connection certainly when I go back to you like just a beautiful room and beautiful staff just see people to look after you you'll never meet a nicer bunch of people than the, than the the lovely woman who run the Clarence Village Hall so we're in April 4th on and Craig Club April 5th Clarence Village Hall and then April 9th we're going over the water to Theatre at the Mill Newton Abbey not to be confused with Downton Abbey um, in Northern Ireland so get the website UK all the ticket links are up there for the rest of the tour dates that are coming up for white noise but yes april we are at Boswell uh stroke uddingston on the 4th april 5th calairn april 9th uh newton abbey in northern ireland and then after that we go to livingston edinburgh back to belfast dunoon and also down to cambridge so get on the website get your tickets and i'll see you on the fucking battlefield now let's batter in with this fucking episode obviously since we last spoke, um, a lot has happened, I have been to my spiritual home, Amsterdam, uh, I have returned, and the world is uh, in meltdown, with the La Corona, Coronavirus, COVID-19, Chinese death flow, um, Italy shut down, China shut. Is China back open yet? What's happening with China? I saw quite an interesting picture, actually. I don't know if it was Wuhan or if it was Beijing. It was fucking one of their places anyway. Um, it showed you a heat map of the pollution. Um, I think two days before, there was quarantine in place and then two weeks into the quarantine. And obviously, the reduction in pollution was, let's just say, quite fucking dramatic. Which would lead one to believe that maybe the biggest polluters on Earth are actually humans, eh? Fucking who knew? Now, here's the here's the thing with the coronavirus, right? It's it's uh, it's, ca- it's killing a lot of pensioners, okay? It's killing a lot of old people. It's killing a lot of frail people. It's basically killing a, the people who the Nazis would have got rid of first, right? I'm going to say that there. Now... I imagine uh, the rise of um, the climate change activists. Nobody's going to fucking dispute or argue that climate change is not real. Um, you know, koala bears are burning, English villages are drowning. Right? We can see that. We were promised barbecues in March, and we've got hailstones the size of golf balls. Okay, the, the climate change hasn't lived up to what it was believed to be, but it's real and it's bad okay, and nobody's going to dispute that, but, and here's the but, if you have people like uh, Greta Thunberg, now, I'm, I'm just saying her, because, and I, I don't, I have nothing against the lassie, you know, nothing against her at all, I think she's, she's, she's just become the, the face, you know, she's the front up for the fucking, the, the dark web of lefty climate change puppet mastery, right? Um, if, if, the pro, the only problem I've got with Greta Thunberg, right, is, first of all, she freaks me out, okay? I'm just going to put it out there, Uh I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but sh- she freaks me out, okay? I imagine she's killed. Uh, and I imagine she will kill again if this is the face of climate activism right, and you are going up against let's say Trump who is the face of the, the alt-right, you know if you want to call it that people who believe it's no, climate change isn't real you know and uh, we, should, we should barbecue every day now this is this is a man who would would eat his own children who would eat his own children he he would murder thousands millions to get to where he wants to be he would he would burn the the bodies uh of kittens he, bags of kittens he would he would bust in kittens truckloads of kittens uh dead and life the ones that were alive he'd, he'd kill with a hammer live on tv and then and then burn them uh and and we our hero to this evil as a a sixteen year old autistic child. What what hope has the world got now? Chinese have stepped in, and the West has said to China, uh, "Listen, you're going to have to you're going to have to stop me. You're going to shut down the factories, right? Apple factory, it's got to go. But we put the nets up to stop fucking. Listen, look." You've got to stop, right? You need to stop making fucking knockoff cars, knockoff handbags, all the knockoff stuff. It stops, right? But cunts love knockoffs. Listen, there's not matter. There's too much gas and fumes right into the atmosphere. Fucking turtles are snorting. Fucking straws in the sea. You know the world's gone mad. So listen, you need to shut it down. And the Chinese, are like, look, like we can't. We can't shut it down. We've, we're the world's biggest economy, or the second biggest, right? We're up there. We're growing. Uh, you can't stop us, right, for years, we've watched the West, fucking Industrial Revolution, sitting in in, 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 like, kings and castles, you know, you've got your fucking, your Netflix, and your, your Deliveroo's, eh, and your drones, and your fucking robot Hoovers, right, and we're out here eating fucking baggy minis, and our old Manchester United shirt, the '80s, living in huts, and fucking party fields, no more, no more, China's like get the fuck mate, we're covering fucking Amazon Prime, right, and and WhatsApp, maybe no WhatsApp, you know, heavily controlled by the government, but we're fucking, hey, look at us now, two wins, eh, two wins, and fucking, all sorts of madness, eh, and, and the West is going, look, you need, you need, you just need to stop, mate's halfway, right, too much pollution, and China's had a meeting, you know, and China said, look guys, we're not going to still making stuff, right, we know that, okay, these fucking nutter's are gonna keep buying shite stuff on Amazon. We're gonna keep making the shite stuff, right? That's fucking. That's how the world goes by. But we've got to do something in order to keep them off our backs. What we're gonna do? And some days we went, like, we could fucking, we could make a, you know, we could maybe make a disease or something. Going right, fucking, John. I like your are thinking here. We we talk about what, what, a flu, right? What kind of flu? A flu that kills old people. I'm I'm on I'm on board. I'm on board. No flu that kills children, babies. No, old, frail pensioners. Deed. Do you know how many objections would have been to that suggestion in the office? None. Not one. Not one person's putting his horn up going, lads, you know, maybe maybe we need to consider another group of people. No, the old, the old cunts. People in their 70s, 80s, rich, old fuckers, on cruise ships, you know, trapped. And obviously, hysteria has ensued. And for some reason, people are panic buying toilet rolls. <laughs> I have had a cold, I've had a flu. Uh, oh, you know, I'm even going to go on. a limb. I've had the flu many a time in my 35-year existence. Never once during uh, said flu have I repeatedly shat myself. What what is the what is the hysteria over fucking panic buying Toro? Is this just that coronaviruses came out, some cunt happened to be like in a Tesco, where a heavy case of the fucking runs, the dihoria high ho hey, and he's grabbed as much total as he can. Carrie, and a sweaty panic and ran out and somebody's went oh that's cause of the that's cause of the virus that's cause of the that's cause they can't get the virus and then they've picked up the total and then another person's picked up the total and then in ten minutes there's no total left and somebody's coming to get boggle going how's there no total some cunt was in here all sweaty and fucking panicking man it's cause he's got that virus and there's no roll left then it gets on the news right. Yeah, it's on the news of empty shelves. People fighting over toilet roll. Arseholes sitting at home going, How many toilet How many rolls have we got in the house hen? Nine. That's not enough. That's not enough. What if, what if we're quarantined? What if we're quarantined hen? Nine rolls isn't enough. How many how many asses are in this house? Five. Nine rolls are five asses. That's not even two rolls apiece. That's not even two rolls per arse, hen If we were quarantined tomorrow. We'd need fucking we'd need six hundred rolls, six hundred rolls to see you through a fortnight. So clients panic, and then you all fucking go to Costco, eh, or supermarkets and you fucking ransack it. Why why have we stopped paying? Do you know? Do you know? People need there's a large part of the world that doesn't have toilet roll, and it's not because there's a shortage. It's because they use their hand. So fucking get their hand like a trowel. And they scrape the shit from their asshole and then they wash their hand. <laughs> Maybe instead of panic buying Toro, we should be panic buying fucking super noodles. Lager. Perishable goods as they are known. Huh? Tins. <sighs> People are just fucking mental. Uh, did you see that? You must have seen the video of the, of the two women fight. No, the first thing again is I, I, uh, I would like see once this this year twenty twenty of the kind of mild apocalypse where you know there's food shortages and we're all going to get quarantined and you know a couple of million people are going to die. Right? Maybe we maybe have a, a slight rebalance of of the earth, right? I, I, I want us to I want us to get back to a bit of, a bit of truth and a bit of honesty in day to day life. Especially for the media. So, for example, when it came on Channel Four News, going uh, two women uh, broke out into a fight in a supermarket. Can I just say that the the video that was then showed that that's not a fight. If you're classing that as a fight, if you if you if that's what you're classing as a fight, right? And you put that on pay per view for thirty quid, you would have a record number of complaints. It's basically two. Unless you see what it is, it's it's two big women, right? It's two units. It's two fat women then that, that fat woman fight when they, they rut like stags you know when like two is it walrus you know when two big fat walrus kind of rise up and then they kind of smash blubber off each other it's like that fat women seem to fight in a certain way where they put their hands together and then kind of raise them up and almost push their their chest against each other you know and I kind of if you imagine see the the inflatable men you get like in American sitcoms like in the car sales things, right, that fly about with that, imagine two of them, face to face, but, but massive, right, two big, fat, inflatable, car salesmen, face to face, in very tight, uh, clothing, uh, that was the video, and, and they're fighting over, they're fighting over, toilet roll. <laughs> the world has gone, fucking mad, Look, I I don't think that, obviously, if you have, if you know anybody who has died from the the virus, then I imagine it's a terrible thing, but let's just, let's just put it out there, right? Five people have died in the UK, okay? Five people. There's more people will have died today, right? Right now, from the most stupidest of accidents, more people will get knocked down by cars, more people will have been fucking shot, more people will have died rescuing a piece of toast from the toaster with a fucking knife as it's still live in the wall and blowing across the living room, more people will have died from the stupidest of injuries than have died from coronavirus at this point. Now, if in the next couple of months, it gets completely out of hand and fucking two and a half billion people have died, then, you know, I'll apologise. W- will I apologise? No, because it's no me. It's no my fucking fault, right? I did the start it or spread it, right? I'm no coughing and cunts. And let me just say this as well. see if you are outside and somebody coughs at you. Not like ironically or not like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean that. If somebody actually, like, coughs in your direction if to say, oh, I'm going to spread the disease fucking punch the cunt in the throat, that is how you deal with people, right, what what this virus is doing is, it's highlighting the vulnerability of humanity, okay, but do you know who thrives in vulnerability, do you know who thrives in fear, cunts, right, cunts, and there are millions of them out there, millions of them, they, they they say the only thing that would survive a nuclear holocaust is a is a cockroach. A cunt is the human equivalent of a cockroach, right? And the only way to really deal with a cockroach is to sever the head from the torso and then smash it with an Argos catalogue. No, I'm not suggesting for a minute that you carry an Argos catalogue with you, but what I'm saying is we need to start self-policing. Okay? So if you're out in the shops, if you're out and about doing your thing, and, you know, a a cunt coughs coughs in your face to try and be funny or intimidate you, punch them in the throat. Don't talk to them, don't gauge them, because that's what they want, that's what they want, but they will not be expecting you to fucking put your hand into your fist. And fucking jab him in the throat, cause that, that, that that'll that will that that'll send a message. That'll send a message that any words w- would have done in a, in a far more powerful way. You know? I'm worried about if we do get quanted because and I'm just gonna be honest with you, for a pure selfish reason. What if the fucking can they cancel gigs? Eh? How's eh, fucking Papa Bell gonna earn his money? Okay, yeah. I was to the missus last week. I was like, I, I, "I could do a fortnight easy." Being quarantined, I tell you, I hang right, and I know that I'm going off in tangents here, and I'm fucking all over the other place. But see, moving into this house is the most—it's the most stressful move I've ever done in my life. In, in all the places I've lived, all the flats, apartments, houses I've been in, this has been the most stressful move. I don't think. First of all, I never realised how much shite we have got. We have got. We have got as. M- if you came into this house to know, you would think a fucking. A, a Romanian family lived here. 60 of them. You could look through my house, right? And if I went, how many people in your drink living this house? You'd be like, 45 people. I have never seen so much shit in my fucking life as what we have moved into this house. And we are in here now. Oh, two weeks, week and a bit, two weeks, and I am still unboxing stuff. Still, two weeks in unboxing. I, I can't even. I can't even find places to put half the fucking shit. And you're just looking, and going like, w- where the fuck did this come from? We all we all need. You. If anything, this everything that's going on in the world, right? the fucking lacquer on you and even this movie I'm going we have got too much shit man we just get too much shit and I know that it's it's not as easy as going just just thin everything down and just holding your hands and say does this bring me joy does this bring me happiness it's a pillowcase and I know but does that pillowcase bring you joy what the fuck are you talking about because the problem with that is that nothing is built to last anymore that's why you get so much shit right nothing's about to last I am sitting here recording this just now uh, I have my uh, Apple Mac iMac 27 inch in front of me uh, I've had it for a couple of years now and it's fucked it's fucked it's going as slow as a week in the jail sometimes in the morning I'll come in I'll open a programme, I'll go and make a cut of tea, I'll have a cup of tea, a bit of toast, I'll sit, I'll watch the news for an hour, I'll come back in. It's still no fucking opened. The thing is a bag of shit. At a time I paid what, 1600 quid for it? I used to always joke that my gran had a fridge that she had. I think she got it after she was married or after they moved out of that house anyway. And the fridge was maybe what, 20 odd year old? Nearly 30 year old? Fridge worked perfectly fine. Not a fucking thing wrong with this fridge not a thing and that has lived through the the era of fridges where you were terrified to leave your fridge in case it would fucking assassinate you in the middle of the night you know I've, we've just been like I said been i Amsterdam standing back and I say to the missus uh, do we, has everything turned off what about the fridge she went don't be stupid the fridge is fine I can remember not long ago right? even the 90s you know as little ago as the 90s people were terrified to leave a fridge you couldn't you couldn't even nip it. Tell this, sh- you know, you'd say to your your wife, "I'm just going to nip in the shops here and get a paper and my a couple of cans." Ah, i mere ten minute walk. You come back, bang, fucking this is going up. You know, and you're thinking, "Is this is this an arson attack from my old gangland days?" No, your fucking fridge just went. I've had enough of this. Told the cunt if he put one more tub of hummus in me, fucking we're off and your fridges went, bang, take the whole gable into your house down, murdered your family, but that fridge, was still working, when they sold the house, they were fucking dead and gone, the two of them, her and my grandpa, dead and gone, fucking in the grun. buried for years, and that fridge was still fucking working, she had a black and white television, it was in the kitchen, right, it was known as, the kitchen television, because it lived in the kitchen, that fucking thing picked up... Go, remember when Channel 5 turned on? It fucking picked up Channel 5. Yeah? Picked up Channel 5. See, when it went to digital, thing's still got a picture. You know? It's not even broadcast analogue. Analogue analog doesn't even exist. Analogue isn't even being broadcast. And that telly's like, getty fuck you cunt. I'll fucking digital my arse. Bash bash bosh. There you go. Blank white you cunt. Match of the day. Telly still worked nowadays nothing computers thousands of pounds on this fucking steve jobs fucking death camp mac and it's dying on me and it's designed that way it's designed to fucking die it's designed to slow down so i've got to buy another one light bulbs the cunts take fucking half an hour to come on they don't even last as long i've never in the last five years i've never replaced light bulbs as much in my fucking life I'm sure you're going to a pensioner's house, they've probably got light bulbs that came with the fucking gaff, they've probably got light bulbs in there for like the 60s, still going strong, you know, yes they're pulling 300 watt, it costs you 5 grand a month to run the house, the amount of electricity pulls through, but the fucking light bulbs are still gone, and now I can't even have a computer for what, 4 years? before the fucking cunt starts shutting down me, so maybe that's how the world's in the fucking state, it's in, you know, maybe if we all just agreed to, listen, go back to making stuff that lasts a bit longer, maybe we don't need to make as much stuff, you know, I don't know man, but hey, the whole virus thing, it's worrying because I think people are very quick to forget, And I think that you need to remind remind yourself, and I'm not going to go on about Scottish independence here, but you need to remind yourself of how the media treated you during the independence referendum, right? And start to think about how it's treated you recently, with the Boris Johnson election, with the way that it went after Corbyn, right? Think about how the media has treated you in the last couple of years. Think about how... It puts across a message. Think about how it's packaged, right? Because they want you to be afraid. Because if you're afraid, you spend money, right? If you're in fear, you spend money, okay? And that is what they want. They want you buying fucking 900 totals. They want you buying... Who? I have never in my fucking life... See, unless I'm going to a hospital, right? To visit somebody. That's the only time in my life... I have ever used hand sanitizer ever, is in a fucking hospital, because it's got a sign up outside going, please make sure your hands are clean, and you squat that fucking bit of cold cum into your hands, and you rub it, right, and you, your hands are dripping wet, and you're going, oh, this will never dry, and then, all of a sudden, they're dry, and you go, where's that going? It's soaked into my skin, oh, they control me, that's how they control your mind. I have never used hand sanitizer outside of a fucking hospital but yet cunts are going mad for her something came up my phone the other day for Sky News and sometimes you'll see headlines flash out and maybe I'll read it maybe I'll know right that's fucking how I roll how I roll in this news article I thought can't be right can be right it said should we start making hand sanitizer at home fuck off what is this obsession suddenly with hand sanitizer? it used to be a thing junkies would get to get a buzz off it and new cunts are out sanitizing their hands every fucking 10 seconds honestly god it's it's amazing how stupid and how gullible people are it's amazing it really is so if you are one of these people who has been out panic buying ball grow, who's been out panic buying um hand sanitizer who is bleaching down your house, bleaching your veins, sending it to school with a fucking sanitizer sandwich, you know, scouring Amazon to try and get face masks. <laughs> I hope you get coronavirus. <laughs> I hope you get coronavirus. I hope it fucking hurts. <laughs> this whole self-quarantine thing is so man. I, I saw a, a post about uh, people who had been sanctioned um, from the um, job centre for the benefits because they... they <laughs> See, junkies, right? I will argue until the day I die you will, you will never find a more creative business savvy mind than a junkie. There is something about stripping your life down to the most basic of needs and wants, which is usually heroin, that allows you to become incredibly creative in how you feed your habit function live operate so that the, i saw a post where <laughs> a, a lot of these fucking junkies had had missed their appointments obviously right at the job center so they would get the benefits cut right they've been sanctioned which means that they're on like a a ban, so they don't get money for a couple of weeks and they were they were claiming that they'd been safe self-isolating so they didn't want to spread the the virus about and that's how you know they couldn't make it longer than appointment, and and the horrible thing is that that could be the case. I mean I don't know why anybody's self isolate. Well, people are self isolating just now at this point. If you have returned from Italy recently, right, you you have to go into uh, self isolation quarantine for two weeks on your return from Italy. So if that is the group of people who we are asking to self isolate, that is the junkies, right. That is not junkies. Now, I know there'll be people who, when they see things like that, they go, well, that could be the case. I mean, what if these people are, you know, quarantining themselves for the greater good and then they've been sanctioned so they don't get their £47.50 for the week? Let me tell you this. Junkies only gone to Milan for a city break, okay? It just isn't happening, all right? What's happened is, a wee junkie's been sitting at home and he saw on the news... The people self-quarantining, and he's went, Damn. Damn. I'm, I'm not going to meet them tomorrow. No Don't be stupid, David. They'll fucking sanction you. No, mate, listen. I'm going to tell them I'm self-quarantining. Oh, mate, mate, that's fucking genius. That's fucking genius, mate. People need to understand that they will find anywhere in it." But if you are going to self-quarantine, as long as you've got Wi-Fi, you'll be fine. Maybe that's what the world needs. Maybe maybe this is going to be the new thing, you know? It's like the purge, right? But instead of going out fucking stabbing and looting and shagging animals, you'll, you'll be at home for a month, you know? January, right? January is usually the shittest year of the month, Okay? Or February, right? It's the shortest if you want to do it that way, right? How about January, after Christmas, it's a countdown to February the 1st, right? And then on the 1st of February, the world is quarantined until the 1st of March. So for the month of February, we all stay in the house, right? Or designated quarantine zones. Okay, so if you you got a bit of money, you could go to like a quarantine holiday, right, where you go somewhere for a month, right, and if, if you can't afford that, you stay in the house, and you, you catch up Netflix, right, maybe you write, you write that novel you've always been wanting to do, okay, and uh, you sit at home, and you've got your fucking 2000 toilet rolls, and you, you get delivery by drone up to your house, and everything's fine, and then maybe that that month allows the the planet to maybe balance it again, right? You know, my pollution good in uh, the grass starts to grow back. That could also be the fucking uh, the winter break for football, right? Realign the the season. We're we're fucking we're solving all the problems here. You look at the the reduction in pollution that says that happened in, in Beijing in two weeks. Imagine, imagine if the world, every every country, of the world, quarantine for a month. Think of the impact. I mean, surely that's going to be good. And here's the thing, right? We get we get tough on it. Every town, every city has a death squad. Right? Fifty people in a death squad. And I don't mean vigilantes. I mean government, government-funded death squad, right? Ex-paramilitaries, okay. And their their job is to is to just walk the streets during the quarantine, and if they see anybody, they they kill them, did. Right, and we get we get tough on it. We say February is quarantine month, and if you're caught outside, you you'll get shot in the head. Game over, and we allow. Allow the earth to rebalance, and we can add some dafties in the process. I, I think we could be something here. I think the I think the coronavirus could be the start of something here. I think we're going to shave five percent off the top, you know, and then maybe maybe gives a wee chance to kind of rebalance things. <laughs> I don't know. Is anybody generally worried about it? Because from what I can understand, it's not like SARS or Ebola, right? Where, like, you fuck, you're basically a boiling a bag chicken. You know, like, Ebola was fucking horrific, man. I think people forget that. People don't forget it. It was because it was in Africa. And let's be honest, the world's racist. You don't give a fuck about poor black people, right? That's why nobody give a fuck about Ebola. Let's not pretend in here. If that happened in America and there was country in New York bleeding for the eyes and fucking boiling for the inside out, we'd all be worried about Ebola because it was poor black Africans. Nobody gave a fuck about it. This is the other thing why coronavirus is new front-page news because it's in Milan, you know? When it was in China, no none of these gave a fuck. Eh? You're like, oh, there's fucking billions of them. That's fucking billions of the Chinese. Fuck them. It's probably good to lose some. Fuck them. Eh? And now suddenly because uh, the Wilsons the fucking Cambridge Wells or whatever the fuck it is, are stuck on their shitty cruise for five days past it, you know, on BBC News going, we've just, you know, I mean, we're very lucky that we've actually got a balcony, we've got a sea view, suite, Um, we've actually got a suite, you know, some people just have a room, but we actually have a suite, you know, so we have a living area, a small kitchenette in the bedroom and a balcony, I don't know if I mentioned I have a balcony, so we're actually able to go outside and get a bit of fresh air, but... You know, some people are just trapped in a room with no balcony, and obviously they're, they're the poor people, but, you know, we're, we're quite rich and we, we can afford this because we're retired and lived through the 80s and bought a lot of property made some money off that, you know, bought a council house for five grand, sold it for 1.5 million, you know, so we made our money, and now we're on this cruise, and you just think it's absolutely terrible because we've been at sea for two weeks now, you know, and we just it's just terrible, we're just stuck in this room, and it's shocking, you're like, fucking die, fucking die. Maybe that's what the world needs. Clear it, reset, start again. Who knows? Are you worried about the coronavirus? Are you nervous? Get in touch. Hey, get in touch with us here at the show. <laughs> get on the socials: Facebook, Scott Gibson Comedy, Twitter, uh, and Instagram at Big Scott Gibson. Website: scottgibsoncomedy.co.uk. Send me your questions. Send me your topics. This could be the last fucking podcast before. Maybe this is the future. Maybe we're all... Everybody just needs to start a podcast. Maybe that's what the future is. I'm looking at the tour manager here. He's not talking to me. Maybe that's what the future is. Right? Every fucker on the planet is quarantined. You're stuck in your house. And we all podcast. Daily. Daily updates. From beyond the wall. (laughs) Oh, the world's fucked. Buy tickets to the tour. one thing that has to be spoken about is a show that I have had as my phone just collapsed I have had the phone uh, the phone fucking it. it's one of these shows where you watch it and it, this seems to be happening a lot more often where you watch it and within the first halfway through the first episode I, I, would, I would give it that much grace that you're thinking to yourself, this is the biggest pile of fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. And it angers you that you're watching it. It it angers me because I know of so many talented writers, uh, performers, who, given the opportunity, could make incredible television, tell incredible stories, and some of the shit that makes it out there. Now, I get it that There are a large percentage of the population who are fucking morons. I get that. And morons need shit television. I also get there are a vast percentage, in the 90s, possibly, of people who hate their fucking life, hate their fucking job, hate their fucking partner, hate their family, hate their house, hate their existence, and so want to come home, Turn on a show which requires zero participation from the viewer and watch it. It's more of a distraction rather than a show. It's more of an away, a, a way for them to be able to sit in silence and no have to speak to their family or their partner or their loved ones even though they're not watching, even though it's a fucking pile of shit, and they admit it's a pile of shit, it gives them the opportunity to sit quietly and no interact with their family, and a show which I was forced to watch recently, again, forced to strong, because my missus agreed it's a pile of shit as well, but it's so shit, and it makes me so angry that I feel as if I, I had to watch it to the end. After the first episode, I was like, this is fucking garbage. But now I need to watch it. Because I need to know what happens to these fucking idiots. In the hope that they all die at the end. That, that was my goal. But sadly that never happened. And the show's on Netflix is called Love is Blind. Now, I I will say I will say this about it. Can I can I advise you to watch it? Um No. No, I can't. I can't I cannot go. It's far to say you should watch this because it's not. Listen, if, if you are if you're struggling with um, showing anger, if you're struggling with, with, with removing that emotion from you, then fucking watch this show because it will make you angry. Now, here is how I would make uh, love is blind. Right now, the, the the premise of the show is basically there's a, a whole load of singles, right? Single people, uh, men and women, and they're there to find love okay and basically what's going to happen is you're in uh what they call pods i believe is what they're calling them um which is it's not a pod right it's like a it looks like a waiting room at a private hospital if you've ever been to a private hospital right so they're inside these rooms and there is a wall separating them um one man one woman Um, and they sit either side and they basically talk shite now I should also say that they're American they're all American so you cannot possibly begin to imagine the level of narcissistic shit that these cunts are able to talk constantly one thing that I do find incredibly impressive about all of the people on the show is that every single one of them is able to speak for a, in a very very long time without actually saying a fucking thing right now you may not understand that but just you know what, watch it just watch it because each of them will go into long fucking monologues about life and about love and about themselves, and their career, in the universe, in the world, and God bless America. And they'll go into these huge, fucking long conversations. And then when it ends, you'll go, they never actually said anything. They, 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 they. they never said anything. They just talk shit." So, one comes on one side, one constant on the other side. And the point of the experiment is that love is blind, and just through conversation and talking fucking shite to each other, we can find love, and love is blind, and we will prove that, and what happens is, over the course, of however long it is, is that a week, two weeks, fuck knows, they basically find somebody that they think they're with, right, and then they propose to them, and if the person says yes, and they get proposed to, then they move on to the next stage of the competition, and if can't wants to marry you, you're fucking out in your ass, right, but what they fuckers don't realise, the ones that get punted out at the first step, they're actually the winner, they're actually the winners in this, because they get to go back to normal life, right, and hope that time forgets that they were even on that fucking thing, because the rest of these poor bastards that are trapped in this, not only will none of them find happiness, none of them deserve happiness, so then it moves through, right? Next stage is they're on this kind of long walkway, which has this feel of how a lot of American shows have got it, where it's like this bachelor shit, like is a standard fucking set that they put together. It's just tacky as fuck. Looking, two big doors open up like a fucking Thunderbird cave, right? And it's the first time that the guy and the woman get to see each other, okay? And then right there and then is where it should end. Because that is where it tells you love is not blind. Because see when the fucking shutters go up and the guy looks across and he sees long blonde hair and a big pair of fake bangers. He's like, Look, do you know what? Love is blind. Love is blind hen because I had never, I hadn't seen this lassie. And I didn't know that she was, you know, a size six with big fake tits and long blonde hair. I didn't know that. And I fell in love with her, you know, for our fucking shite chat. In an absolute, void, vapid conversation. So love is blind. But then on the other hand, when the door opens up and it's a fucking bug-eyed munter standing there and the lassie's going, what the fuck have I picked? Love is not blind. Okay? i say that for you. The people... No, the next step is they live together, they start fighting, they have to introduce it to their families and if the families are normal, sensible people, they're like where have we failed you as parents where have we failed you why did you not come and speak to us and say you were struggling before you went on a reality tv show and have landed yourself with some trailer trash fucking hooker why did you not tell us now there's a couple of couples in it who are mental there is uh uh okay what is the lassie's name i mean i can't even, here's the thing i'm so angry that i can't even remember the fucking names right so we're gonna have to google uh, love as blind cast. I mean, the fact that it's called a, a cast is... Okay, and the cast is listed as the two hosts. So it doesn't even put the fucking cunts on it, right? Uh, couples. Couples, couples, couples. Love is blind, couples. What are the fucking names? Ah! This is this is how shit the show is that there isn't even a fucking like a list of who the couples are or the cast online because nobody actually gives a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the cunt's name? Fucking bug-eyed bastard! Hold on, I find the cunt. Here we go. Mark and jessica right now these are the couples that interested me the most because mark and i saw an article that said why are there no ugly people on love is blind that obviously came from a blind person who was unable to see some of the absolute fucking human waste that was on the show mark is the bug eyed 24 looks like he's 44 looks like he's killed i'm just going to say it, it looks like he's killed somebody okay It looks like he's killed. His mother has clearly fled some kind of cocaine plantation from somewhere down south. His family have got skeletons in the closet. When they go to meet his family, his dad doesn't speak. His father does not talk. He doesn't utter a word. His dad sits there, eats his dinner, and he just looks down the table as if to say, I have gunned down children. The fucking cunt doesn't talk. And nobody, nobody then thinks to reference that. Even when these two, Mark and the fucking old drunk, are lit back later on, nobody goes, listen, can I just ask something? Your father doesn't speak. Has he murdered children back in Venezuela? Nobody fucking talks about it. Mark and Jessica are the worst. He's one of these cunts where he's 24, but because he's American and he's 24, he acts as if he's 72, right? So he talks about the world as if he knows everything and he knows what's going on. He's a fucking dick right he's a bug-eyed gym bunny fucking private what they called fucking personal trainer right a dick now he's teamed up with some old bud, right who again is 34 10 years ago old, he's older but she's 34 good on 44 because ladies see if you are in your 30s and you're fucking drunk every single night it's gonna affect you right and you're gonna look like an old bat and this bud, and again it's one of these women, right? No, not all women. Women are incredible. Sisters, I love you. But there are women out there who are, let's say, a 7 out of 10, right? On, on the look scale, they're a 7 out of 10. But they act like a 10 out of 10 on the cunt scale, right? Now, you know, you, we know these women. Some of you may even be married to one of these women okay, some of you listening, might even be this woman, right, but because you're a 7 out of 10 in the looks, you get away with far more shit than somebody who is less better looking than you, and that is Jessica, right, she's an old blonde, decent looking, good enough body, right, but a horrible, horrific personality, and when she gets her drink in her, she is a vicious cow now here's the caveat she's always got a drink in her right so that's what you're dealing with now if there was a lassie who was a bit of a munter you know and acted like a 10 out of 10 cunt she would be cast aside but there are guys out there who will put up with a lot of shit because you're fucking no bad looking and what's happened is he's wanted this bird she wanted some other guy the other guy pied her and then she ran back to this guy and went, well, you still have me, you bug-eyed cunt. And he's like, in, yeah, baby doll. No. And now they're together in the show. And she just seemed to drink for the duration of it. The, the worst bit is it goes through, it meets the family. There, there is another a couple. uh What are these fucking cunts' names? Lauren and Cameron. Uh, Cam, Cameron, again, looks as if... Uh, he has a, a suit made of human skin. I I do not know where they find these creepy fuck. No, if you take it as I suppose, a lot of these guys you would describe as like vanilla, right? Quite quite bland, quite boring. Um, Cameron's obviously a, a, an educated man. I, I believe he was a scientist. Although what what science? I have no idea. Um, but seems like an intelligent man, um, and when you look at him, you kind of think, it's just a kind of, you know, a, a kind of boring guy, but the more you look at him, and the more you look into to these people's eyes, you think they've, they've killed. Every one of them has killed. Now, what I found interesting about this couple is, that uh, Cameron is a, a boring uh, white man, and Lauren is a very attractive black lady. Now, in my... Oh, naivety of of race because I uh, I don't see colour um, I I don't have a I I wouldn't consider myself racist in any way I don't have a problem with, with anyone of colour um, I I have black friends check me out aren't I cool But I don't know if it's a Scottish thing I, I think our mentality is if you don't be a cunt and that, that's it so we really don't care who you are what your background is as long as you're a decent person, you're fine, but I never actually thought, and this is, this is the honest truth in in how stupid I may be, I never actually thought that there will be real racism from a a coloured family, and obviously that is stupid, obviously that is the case, because when he goes to, there's a big thing about her having to tell her family that he's white, you know, like, oh my God, he's a white man. And this whole thing about having to tell her dad. Because her dad's an old racist, you know. So she's having to tell him that she's fucking porking a white boy. Eh? And the dad's interrogating him and the dad's getting it big licks like, have you ever been in a room full of black people? And then fucking the ball camera's like, mate, I've been shagging black blackbirds since fucking 2010 all day. <laughs> <laughs> then another one. Which is weird. And they're they're one of the only ones that get married. At the end of it, it all builds up to this wedding, right? So, I don't know where they are. I don't know if it's Mexico, but they're basically in this pod. Then they're in a kind of fancy hotel. Then they go back to Atlanta, right? Which is where they're all kind of from. And then they they live together in these apartments that they put them in. Then they meet the family. Then they plan the wedding. And then at the end, the end of the, the series is the wedding day and they get up there, and then either they say, do you know what, you fucking cunt, love is blind, and I'm going to marry you, as soon as that door opened, and I saw those big fake tits, I thought, yes, please, I fucking want to watch, love is blind, and either they get married, or they go, get yourself, to fuck, and there's no way, right, now, amazingly, a couple of them actually got married, um, Laura and Cameron got, got married, uh, And I think that's I think that's that. Um, did everybody else get married? They never get married. They never get married. Um, Damien and Giannia. Giannia. Giannani, Gina, Gianni. How do you say this fucking. I mean, they call G, obviously. G I A N N I N A they never get married, she was another fucking rocket, he, he's an ugly boy, right, now, I'm no, I'm no sitting here, trying to claim that I am, and I know I'm no an oil painting, right, I know that, but, I can still say with confidence, that this, da- his name's Damien Powers for a start, he's an ugly boy, right, he's an ugly boy, and she is a fucking rocketeer, Uh Kelly and Kenny, Never get married. Another nutter. Uh, Barnett and Amber. Now, they, these two, these two are the perfect example of everything that's wrong with the the human race, and and why the Chinese are right killers. Um. The the guy Barnett, for a start, the fact that he calls himself Barnett is offensive to me. But. He somehow got a hold of Amber, who was the biggest rocket out of the lot of them. Now, it transpires that, you know, she's... Trailer Park is what I suppose you call it, right? Goes home, it's like, you ain't gonna believe this, Mama. I got myself a man. He's got a house and a job and we're gonna be looked after. He's gonna take care of me and the kids. Now... There's a bit in it where they're in an apartment and they're talking about, you know, what it is that they do and kind of what they're going to be doing during the day and I'll see you the night of work and he's like, D- do you work? She's like, eh, I've not got a job. And he's like, what? And then it transpires that not only has she not got a job, she's got fucking thousands of pounds worth of debt. Uh, apparently she's got a credit card that she puts makeup on. What? Um, shouldn't loan I mean, his wee face when it's... Because he he's a middle class boy, you know, his family've always got a bit of money and he's the runt of the litter, so he's the baby, he's been well looked after, and he's never had to think or work in his life, you know? And now he's been fucking hoodwinked by the trailer trash. This this is the this is the, the, the oldest fucking Disney story there is, you know? decent looking young lassie for the fucking wrong side of the tracks can either work her way out of poverty or put a dress on, push the fucking bangers up and hit the high end bars in the fancy bit of town in the hope that you fucking strike it lucky and somebody pays for you for the rest of your life and that's what she's done and am I the person to say boo you no because you know what go go fucking get yours hen right go get yours you found yourself a, a fucking attractive moron whose family have money you've fucking you've hit a home run right why not and these two they, they deserve each other they really do because he is a fucking moron and she is the devil and they, honestly, God, when you see the two of them together, man, it's just, it's it's, the, it's a show, you, you just have to see it because you're, you're, you're watching it. It's like watching a car crash in, in slow motion. That's what it's like. It's like watching these videos on, on Facebook or, or Instagram when it comes up saying like, world's worst car crashes. So, so you know what's going to happen. You know it's going to be horrific, right? And you're just watching it going, oh, it's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. And when you see their interaction as a couple, the way that she acts, the way she laughs, the way she laughs, man, she laughs like a serial killer, right? She laughs like a serial killer. And he's just a stupid boy. He's just giggling away going, fucking hell, man, she's, she's licking my arsehole and putting fingers on my bum. This is fucking amazing. I've never had a woman like this in my life. All the time knowing that in a couple of years, she is going to fucking stab you in the neck that's the way this is going to end this is going to end with a netflix documentary as his body is found dismembered that's how it's going to end um what other couples were there mark and jessica uh, that's bug eyes and fucking and the drunk um carlton and diamond oh this is the one it's bisexual this was an odd one as well um carlton and diamond um, basically, they got together and she she was she was rough looking, man. She was rough. I don't know if... I think maybe Carlton's gay, if I'm honest. Um, I think that he's maybe just clinging out to this bisexual thing uh, because maybe he wanted to get in the show because, you know, love is blind and it's hard as a guy's pumping. Uh, you know, maybe that's not going to Netflix. Now I mean, you're going to have to subscribe for that kind of content. Nah, I mean... But I think from uh, the way Carlton holds himself, shall we say, I think Carlton likes uh, the D. And there's nothing wrong with that, Carlton. Nothing wrong with me. mate. Um, and again, what would lead me to believe that Carlton likes men is the fact that after he saw Diamond, he stuck with her. Uh, because maybe he thought, hey, if I put a strap on on that, it's basically like shagging my mother. Because she was a rough bird. Um A diamond in the rough, uh, so to speak. Um, but they came out the house, and then um, he's like, listen, just so you know, see in the past, I used to get my shirt pushed in, and she's like, you ain't fucking, no fucking negative shit, my man, my man, and then it was a bit of inaudible screaming, and uh, yeah, that was it, it was over, and then somehow at the reunion show, because they had a reunion show, why, I don't know, stretch another episode out yet. Um, he decided to give her the ring back in hope that they could be friends uh, I think because she was being attacked online for being uh, you know homophobic and she is homophobic so you know those attacks were valid um, I think that's the last couple it's just the oddest fucked up show ever because after the first episode when they say uh, and we'll figure out is love blind? I'm blind no it's not it's not blind do you know the only way love is blind? Is if you're actually blind. That's the only way. If you are blind, and you find someone who is blind, then guess what? Love is blind. But see if any of you can see a bit. Even like fucking Stevie Wonder. They can see shadows. But love isn't blind, right? It's it's as simple as that. But watch it, man. Watch it, don't watch it. The worst thing is, some of these cunts know I've got like fucking one point. Look at this, the, the lassie. What's her name? What is her name? Lauren. 1.3 million followers on Instagram, what the fuck, I hate fucking, I hate the world, I hate it, watch it man, love is blind on Netflix, it is fucking garbage, but it'll get you gone man, it'll get you angry, it'll get you fucking, it'll get you worked up anyway, Um, maybe you've seen it, maybe you've watched it, maybe you enjoyed it. Uh, Maybe you're sitting there going, Big man, I I enjoy your comedy, but I'd completely, wholeheartedly disagree with you. It was a fantastic show. Then you're a fool. But hey, keep listening, because you've got to drive these numbers. (laughs) Love is Blind on Netflix, man. Give it a watch. One thing that um, I saw the other day, and I've seen it before, but it's... uh, it's always been on, it's always been on my mind, it's always on my mind, I've never spoke about it on the podcast before, long story short, at a vegan restaurant, taking the missus for dinner, I know, I know, I know, but, um, what I'm seeing more and more, uh, especially in vegan places, because vegan restaurants tend to be. So here's the here's the point, and right? it's a it's a it's a two parter, double parter. Strap in, guys. Vegan restaurants tend to be, I think you would agree, left of center. So it's a more lefty kind of fucking right on, dude. You know, very happy. Hey, uh, the world's dying, so let's save the fucking uh, sea koalas. Right. That's the kind of vibe of the place. We don't eat animals because animals are people and people are animals. And, you know, so nothing in here has touched an animal. But I'm actually wearing leather shoes. So, <laughs> what am I like? I often find it as a certain type of person who either runs, operates or works in a vegan establishment. I think we'd agree on that. Right? I don't think we can. I don't even disagree on that one. And the other thing I find is, when I go to the, the washroom, the toilets, right, to squeeze out all the vegan hell that has entered my body, um, I'm finding that the toilets are, is it unisex? Unisex isn't the right word, isn't it? Um, it's non, oh, what's the fucking term that you use? Non, non-binary? non There's no non-binary. Gender. Gender safe toilets? Gender. I don't know. Right, one of the ones where the toilets are just. Any cunt can go in any toilet, right? Dick Cockerfanny. Dick Cockerfanny. It <laughs> sounds like three kids. <laughs> right, who done it? Dick Cockerfanny. It doesn't matter what you've got or what you're packing, you can fucking get any bog. And some of them will have things like three stand up, one sit down. I saw that the other day and I was like What? So I'm standing outside at this really small narrow corridor And there's two doors, right? Which which would normally be uh ladies and gents uh right? gentlemen and uh ladies uh male and female, right? Now I'm not gonna get into a big debate as to how many genders are there are, right? I'm just saying when it comes to a toilet, there's usually three doors, okay? Women's, men's and Transformers, right? Disabled, okay? And you, you know what one you're going to, if there's a queue or you're cut short and you need a little bit of extra leg room, you might nip into the disabled's. But normally, it's fucking one of two options, right? So when it says things like, you know, three stand-up toilets, one sit-down toilet, I was like, right, and then the other one was like, six sit-down toilets, I was like, um, is that, is that a pee or a What if I'm what is it doing for a pee, you know? Does that make me a lady? I don't know, right? But this one had um, three urinals, one cubicle, and then the other side it said six cubicles. No, it's obviously that. Gender fluid... You know, non-fucking-binary, eh? Get your fanny out and pee in the urinal if you want, right? Now, I'm going to say straight up here that if you are trans or confused about your gender or unsure as to where you fit within that, one, and I think this is the number one point for everyone, I do not care, and that is not in a derogatory way or a bad way. It has no bearing on my life, how you identify, at all. And again, I'll bring everything back to the way that we should all govern and live our life. Don't be a cunt. That's it. If you're a trans person, or you've transitioned, or your gender fluid, or whatever you are, again. I do not care, as long as you're a decent person, we're cool, right, now when it comes to things like non-gender specific toilets, that is the only time that I feel awkward, now that may, and I imagine it does say more about me, but I am not unique in any way, and here's the other thing that we all need to learn, none of us are unique in any way, shape or form, even if you have a skill, you know, even if you can sing or dance or tell jokes or you can tie a fucking a thing with your tongue you can take it and it's tied a wee knot there is someone else in the world who can do the exact same thing as you if not better none of us are unique none of us are okay so the one thing that is in my head When it comes to stuff like that. And I imagine there must be other people who are like it as well. I don't think... And this goes back to something that actually happened in my real life. And I'll tell you about it in a minute. Stick to the fucking point, Scott. Stop interrupting yourself. I don't think that women... Right? Women... Should be forced to be in a situation... Where they have to experience... Smell, taste, or interact with a man taking a shit. Okay, I don't think that should happen. Now, if you're trying to say that makes me transphobic or gender fucking for whatever, you're lying, and that is bullshit. I just don't think a woman should have to go into a toilet as a man is fucking emptying the chamber. Okay because we go to the toilet very differently, men, it's an efficient thing, it's get in, get the fucking evil out of your body and move on, right, women are going, women are functional creatures, right, they're going to the, the bathroom to converse, maybe make a conversation, right, a phone call, to take a phone call, right, to apply, top up some makeup, okay, to, to refresh themselves, okay, and maybe, um, if it is that time of the month, you know, where a, a lady will do her, her single poo for the month, she will go into the bathroom and lay a perfect, um, one centimetre cube of poo and, and flush it off, right, it's a very, it's a very communal thing, if you've ever been in any ladies' bathrooms, um, I, I've been in a few, when I worked in nightclubs, um at the end of the night when you would do the, the check-ups you would go through you know on the start of the shift you you going to have a wee look as, as a bouncer um i've even at gigs we've been put into the uh bathrooms um as, as a green room you know because i'm I'm still doing well in my career but what i'm saying is our, our ladies bathrooms it's a very clean uh, environment right they may even have a plant pot in there right they may have some some nice decorations Whereas, uh, a gentleman's bathroom, you'd you be lucky to get a toilet seat. Lucky to get a toilet seat. And again, I think, for, for a guy's point of view, we, we are in the bathroom, we'd we, we get out where we need to get out, whether that be vomit, to try and clear some more space for the alcohol you're going to consume, whether that be a shite, so you can have a pudding, or whether that just be an angry, you know, piss and then you move on right and, and i also think uh if they're being honest and i think a lot of this comes with fear because normal people are afraid to speak up in case they get shouted at. i don't think women want men shitting in the bathroom either i don't think they want that i said to the missus when we went to this i went it's one of these ends. i didn't, didn't know where i was going and she says, I don't want guys... Uh, I don't want to go to a toilet full of guys. I went, I don't want you to do that either then. We're, no, we're no that struggling for money yet. And she says, I don't want to go in there and all other fucking cocks are waving about. I, went, I beg your pardon. Now, again, we don't know enough about the sexes. I, I don't think she really understands how men go to the bathroom. Right? I've been going to uh toilet in public for, you know, since I, I could walk. And I've, I've never i mean we don't we don't remove uh the uh the you know the uh the meat the 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 old the old chap before you, you enter the the bathroom that's not how we do it we don't we don't greet ourselves going like, hello there you know it's kept in until the until the required moment you you, you get the occasional guy who thinks he's a comedian who'll come in and drop his full trousers and pants at the side of your rhino. Like he's pissing, he's in primary too you know, and that's funny for a couple of minutes, um, but then you usually find out that those guys are assholes. But hey, I just think this is one thing. Now again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong with it, and I, I will caveat every statement I make with by saying I could be wrong. Maybe this is the future, right? Maybe the future is we all just fucking pissing shit together. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the wrong the wrong generation, but I'm just saying that. I think when it comes to men and women and it comes to taking a shit, I think men should shit in one room and I don't think that women should be forced to have to be in the vicinity of a man taking a shit. That's what I think. I could be wrong. Now, if you you identify as a woman but you're a man, but you identify as a woman, you know, that's fine. You can go in the women's bathroom but if you need a shit, you need to go to the guys, man. All right? Because your name could be uh, Deirdre, you know? And you, you, you look like you, you're grand, but you, you, you shit like a man. So, number two, back in the loo. <laughs> number one, go have some fun. <laughs> oh, I need some coffee, man. I need some coffee. I don't know what I'm saying here. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. Who fucking knows, man? All I'm saying is, if I'm taking a shit, I want to be surrounded by guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, team. We don't have any listeners' questions on on this episode because um, pretty much I'm just I've just got my Wi-Fi on the last couple of days, um, so I'm getting everything set up in the new gaff. Um, Slowly but surely getting there. As always, the the last room to be properly done is going to be uh, my office, stroke, spare bedroom, stroke. Currently, fucking dumping ground for every bit of shit that we have dragged through our lives to where we are now. So, we're getting there, right? Uh, I think maybe another couple of weeks I'll have everything set up and um, we can start to get the videos back up on YouTube again and uh, we can get some other content up there as well So it's, it's all about building a brand nah i mean but right now um yes yeah, could be a wee short i mean i'm saying it's a short podcast but we're about an hour already fucking hell man you can us ask for nothing as well you can't fuck me eh support your local artist <laughs> but if anyone's got questions for what will be episode 20 fucking two zero, get in touch man um instagram facebook Twitter and um, contact through the website. All the social media links are there. Instagram at Big Scott Gibson, Twitter at Big Scott Gibson, Facebook Scott Gibson Comedy. Get in the website, fill in the form, man. If you've got something you want me to talk about or questions you want to ask, topics, any videos you've got you want to send me a link to, uh, do that as well. Um, so yes, uh, that has been a hey, it's been a feisty episode nineteen, man. I was going to tell you about something that I've got planned here, but um, uh, no, because I need to wait for something to come in first, and then we can do it properly. But fucking, I know that's vague as fuck. Uh, hey, that's some fucking there's some things happening, right? In fucking Casa Gibson, eh? Huh? So happening, man. So no listeners' questions uh, on this episode, team. But let's uh, let's do some news. Um, I've got two wee news stories here for you. Um, from is always the wonderful fucking shit rag that is the Metro. So let's do that, let's do the news, let's play the jingo! Today's headlines Exploding Hammer Festival leaves 43 injured. Woman pisses alcohol despite never drinking a drop and vet gives Parrot prosthetic wings well 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 as always everything that's happening in the world people are dropping dead. with a coronavirus Prince Harry thinks he's a hard man snubbing the PM and climate change is, uh, is rife amongst us but the good people the the fucking heroes at the metro have gone with the news stories that need to be covered um let's go straight in man it's the fucking it's the festival to end all festivals right forget Rockness, may it rest in peace forget tea in the park may it rest in peace forget fire festival may it rest in peace forget fucking coachella rest in peace there's only one festival that i am interested with and that is the exploding hammer festival now where could this happen other than mexico obviously they're full of the fucking cocan, you know they're after not day of the dead fucking mad hats they're crazy right narco fucking madmen. This story comes from Jen Mills, uh, a respected journalist in the Metro, which basically means fuck all in journalistic world. Um, Headline reads, Exploding Hammer Festival Leaves 43 Injured. How many dead, Jen? Let's read on. Dozens of people have been injured in the annual Exploding Hammer Festival in Mexico. The event which takes place every February involves people attacking a mix of sulfur sorry people attaching a mix of sulfur and chlorate to the ends of sledgehammers they then smash the hammers against rail beams making the substance explode and send up massive clouds of smoke this is fucking amazing some of the participants are flung backwards with the force this year, one man hurt his leg in the blast and had to be carried off on a stretcher. What a fucking shitbag! Others were less seriously injured. Less seriously injured. So that's... That's as serious as it gets. Some can't hurt his leg. Others were less seriously injured, bringing the total of 43 people hurt yesterday. The small town of San Juan de la Vega is famous for the festival, which is dedicated to St John the Baptist. Oh! According to legends, the town's namesake, San Juan de la Vega, was victim of a theft from bandits who took his gold. St John the Baptist helped get it back and become a Mexican Robin Hood. This year, over 6,000 people attended the festival, including spectators. Over 100 police officers were present to oversee it, as well as ambulance workers on hand in case of emergency. And that is the story. What the fuck? Wow, there's well, a video here, man, um, which I need to remember to post. I'm going to even write a wee fucking note to post that up because this is a fucking beauty, man. Just cunts attaching different chemicals to the end of a hammer and then smashing it off a bit of pipe and it f- makes a good sound. Th- that could catch you on in the schemes, man. I imagine that might be cheaper than fireworks. You can maybe find that in the uh, in the physics department at high school. Recreate your own Exploding Hammer Festival, eh? Exploding Hammer, Cumbernauld. Maybe that's what we need. Great story, Jen. What a lot of nonsense. Um, Zoe Derwitt, another favourite. She's gone with a uh, controversial story here. Woman pees alcohol despite not drinking a drop. I mean. This is maybe something you want to keep under wraps here. A woman has been diagnosed with a never-before-seen condition after doctors discovered she was urinating alcohol without drinking a single drop. What are we talking here? What are we talking here? Are we talking Strongbow Dark Fruits? It's a perfectly mixed gin and tonic. Does she do requests? Does she do requests? Can you go up to her bed and say, I'll have a pina colada, please, <laughs> And she fires out a frothy coconut glass of joy. Or is it just pure 100% she's pissing alcohol? The unnamed patient, obviously she's unnamed. 61, ah, it's going to have a kick to that cocktail. I man, she's unnamed because there'll be fucking cunts. Diageo would be storming that fucking compound and dragging her off. Getting her attached to a machine, fucking pumping out 61-year-old single malt. They'd be selling that for thousands on the fucking dark web, these Japanese businessmen. The unnamed patient sixty-one has become the first person in the world to be diagnosed with urinary auto brewery syndrome. That is not a real thing. That is not a real thing. <laughs> urinary auto brewery syndrome. Shut the fuck up. This is not real. This is not real, right? You do not piss alcohol. It doesn't happen, and then if you did piss alcohol, the fucking name of that disease would not be urinary auto-brewery syndrome, what a lot of shite. The syndrome is caused by yeast in her bladder, you dirty cunt! You dirty fucking bastard, caused by yeast in her bladder, ...that ferment sugar in her urine to produce alcohol... ...you dirty fucking cunt! Oh my god! Here's me thinking... ...this poor woman... ...has got some disease... Now, I used to work with a woman... ...who had a disease in her, in her blood... ...and her blood produced alcohol, right? Now basically what would happen is... ...it would affect like her... um ...what's the word? Her circulation... ...so she was always cold right, she was always cold, cold dexterities, like hands, feet, um, but it, uh, her blood would produce alcohol, so what it meant was she had to carry this this document, it was a card and a, and a letter um, in her car, because if she was pulled over for any reason, if she was breathless, she would fail a breath test, because there's alcohol in her blood, but it's, it's blood, it's alcohol, sorry, that her body produces naturally, now that's a disease, right, This isn't a disease, this is some woman with a fanny that is that dirty and stinking, it is taking her piss and it's putting a head on it and it's like a fucking pint of 70 shilling. Oh my fucking days. See with everything that's going on. With coronavirus and people like, you need to wash your hands properly. I mean, really scrub your hands, rub your wrist, get right up to the elbow, pretend you're a surgeon. You know, the way surgeons wash their hands, this woman needs a fanny washed. So much yeast in her bladder, it ferments sugar in her urine and produces the perfect frothy pint. The process is almost exactly the same as one used by beer makers. That's just what I said but it's happening in her body. She's a fucking walking brewery. This is horrific. At first, medics suspected she may have been hiding an alcohol addiction when urine tests for the drug were repeatedly positive. Aye, that's what we thought. We thought she's an alky and she's sticking two cans of super tea up her cunt. But it turns out she's just got a fucking rotten badger that's coughing out fucking a pint of Guinness. (sighs) Kenji Tamara at the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, it's America, right? Um, do you know what? See for New York Metro. God, do me a favor. Gonna just put a wee flag of nation's origin at the top. Because see if a story originates from America. I'm not reading it, right? Because it's a fucking load of shite. Oh, this is fucking grim. It said here that she. They test to show that there was no blood, no alcohol in her blood. Specialists at the university instead found high levels of candida, candida galbrata, a yeast naturally produced by the body were accumulating in her bladder when she ingested sugar. This is fucking disgusting, man. He said it shows how easy it is to overlook signals that the syndrome may be present in some liver transplant patients. May shut the fuck up. Shut up. Ugh. that's disgusting man your fannies get that much yeast in it when you piss you're fucking basically pissing you're a brewery honest to god man sometimes the metro you, you really how do you get up in the morning see if you work for this paper how do you get up and fucking go to work in the morning and go yeah, do you know what today's gonna be a good day man I've, I've got a lead I've got a great lead When a woman that fucking pisses lager Final story Vet gives parrot prosthetic wings after owner cut them off. I hope they found the owner and cut the cunt's arms and legs off. A parrot who became injured after repeatedly falling to the ground when her wings were clipped has been given a second chance at flight. Twelve week old green cheek parakeet Weiwei has been given a prosthetic pair of wings after hers were cut off by her owner. You fucking bastards. Vet at the Unusual Pet Vets in Brisbane, Australia fitted Weiwei's new feathers and within hours she was back in the air once more. Go on, Weiwei! Dr Catherine, 31, said the severe wing trim left the bird in agony and unable to fly without falling to the ground. You fucking assholes, man. She made Weiwei's prosthetics out of feathers donated to the clinic which had been cleaned, sterilised and dried. Uh, the doctor say primary flight feathers the big feathers at the end of the wings which had been traumatised may result in pain bleeding unwanted aggressive behaviour and self-induced feather plucking the impending procedure was performed to prevent further physical injury and to regain flight for optimal mental and physical health oh go on wee man Uh, wing clipping is carried out to restrict flight and protect indoor birds from injuring themselves on ceiling fans or by flying into large windows but the practice is controversial and experts saying there's no evidence that's just clipping birds are any safer than those with full wings when kept inside as pets first of all see why would you have something like a parrot as a pet right And and i know some of you may have a budgie it's not a parrot right and see if you've got see if you've got a bird, like birds are not meant to be indoors man, you know, see if you want a pet, get get a dog, get a cat, right, get a fucking guinea pig, get a g-pig man, g-pigs are brilliant, don't get a fucking, don't get a bird and then stick it in a cage and certainly don't clip its fucking wings man, people are just, people just don't deserve animals, they're just disgusting, As a result, the bird was sustaining heavy falls to the ground because it was trying to fly, and his fucking wings been clipped, to dicks. Which has the potential to injure the bird. Weiwei's case, she was falling heavily, and the owner noticed—sorry, noticed she was painful on her feet. Explaining the procedure, the base of the feather was cut to allow the entry of a wooden toothpick, where it is secured in place with glue. The bird was then placed under a light anaesthetic. Oh, it's got a wee fucking gas mask on. To ensure that Weiwei did not move whilst the feathers were placed correctly and the glue dried for the painless procedure to be performed. Weiwei was then placed in a heated hospital room for a couple of hours before being encouraged to fly. She flew very well after a few attempts, said the vet staff, and appeared quite excited that she could suddenly do it after all. Well, at least we've ended on a slightly better note, uh, young Weiwei said said her wings replaced and she's flying again after some absolute fucking toilet of a human cut her wings off. Well, there you go, Metro. Once again, you've outdone yourself with some of the maddest and shittest news stories from across the world. Um, your headlines this episode, team. Exploding Hammer Festival Leaves 43 injured in Mexico. Woman with arguably the world's most disgusting fanny um, turns herself into a brewery machine creating alcohol. From her yeasty Fanny. And Vet gives Parrot second chance at life with prosthetic wings. That was the news. Okay team. Um, bit of a rushed episode this one. Um, but you know, we just had to get it out now that finally, finally, Wi-Fi is back on. I am connected again to the world. Um so episode 19 in the bag hope you enjoyed it, same as before man, let's fucking grow these bastard numbers right, it's, it's down to you, if you listen and you enjoy it, you're a fan of the show, you're a fan of me, fucking build the bastard, share it on your social medias, say to your friends and family, get them to, to, to subscribe to it, however you listen to your podcast, um, number of platforms we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, um, go to these uh, different subscription services and subscribe to the show, uh, the Battlefield Show, and that way you will get every single episode that comes in straight away as it drops. Now, um, thanks for listening. I don't think there's much else to mention. There's a couple of shows coming up next month. Um, I'm doing another work in progress, I suppose you'd call it, kind of fuck about, in Glasgow on the 29th of March. Um... It's not going to be a full show like I did on uh, Saturday at the Classic Grand. This is just going to be a kind of fuckabout with some new bits and pieces. So if you'd like to come along to that, it's on March 29th. Um, Then next month, April, the tour. uh, White Noise is back on the road again. April 4th, we're in Uddingston Cricket Club. uh, April 5th, Calairn Village Hall. And April 9th, out to Newton Abbey in Northern Ireland at Theatre at the Mill. 4th, 5th and 9th of April get on the website scottgibsoncomedy.co.uk all the tickets are there if you are in or near any of those areas or you've been to see me before and you've got friends or family send them my way the first couple of shows have all either sold out or there's been one or two tickets left so let's try and keep the fucking good times rolling man let's keep it going it's the last couple what have we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 only 8 shows left of white noise and then that is it done so get along Oddingston April 4th, Kalern, April 5th, and Newton Abbey in Northern Ireland April 9th. Get in the website, get the tickets, send me your questions for the next one. Get in touch, let me know if you enjoyed the show. Um and fucking as always, look after yourself. I'll see you in the battlefield soon. On one